Yeah, trauma. Yeah, we won't go into that now. Let me tell you, it all started in 1990. We're bringing you another fully powered episode this month with Power Diggers, aka Power Shuffle, an arcade party game for the PS1. Plus, we're taking a flick through issue one of the new Sega Powered magazine. That's episode 41 of Podomop. Welcome back to Pod'em Up. This is episode 41 of uh, of Pod'em Up. <laughs> yes. My name is Ollie. That's Tibbs. Um, how are you doing, Tibbs? Um, oh, well, let, let me just say, I, uh, th- this is happening live. This happens a lot, right? I've mm-hmm. got a neighbour downstairs. I think yeah. downstairs. Uh, I think he's on the bottom floor. Okay. He sneezes in the most obnoxious way. Really? I, really. And it, 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 it <laughs> irks me. I can't tell you how much it irritates me. <laughs> And I can hear him at the moment. And he oh, starts really? off. Yeah, it'll start off. It'll go mm. like, like that, like, <laughs> right. And as it goes on, do you know the song, um, song two by Blur? Um, woohoo! Oh yeah, yeah. He does that, and he goes really? on. And it, yeah, yeah. And he'll do it for about sometimes as long as five minutes, five whole minutes of that. I just sit. I. I I just grip my teeth. I turn the telly up. I put some headphones on. It does my nut, honestly. And he's Blimey. just started, just started now. So um, yeah, apart from that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Oh wow, that's weird, isn't it? I used to know someone that would do like quick fire sneezes, like achoo, 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 achoo. <laughs> really oh, weird. Yeah. 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 It's it's just it's just one of those things. It's it's certain things. Like I, I, everyone, ninety nine percent of the people in the world would go. That's not a problem. It's just a bloke sneezing. Mm. But to me, it just—it's like nails down a chalkboard. Yeah, if you know it's going to go on for that long, and you know it's going to be like that, then it's—it's it's just certain sounds. The other—the yeah. other thing that gets me is people ringing the bell on the bus. I can't stand uh, it. I can't stand it. Like ring the bell once. Oh yeah, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that's annoying. Every time, it? every time, it's like oh, what, there's people queuing at the front of the bus, and there's someone will get up and ring the bell, and I'm just, what are you ringing the bell for? Mm. Do you think he's not going to let you off because you didn't <laughs> ring the bell? <laughs> just um, but I'm, I just like to assure you, I'm a perfectly well-adjusted, <laughs> yeah, individual. of course, of course. <laughs> Those things you? aside, I'm all right, thank you. <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah, we've got two two big things this this episode. We've got first of all, it's a, I'll tell you what, it's a fully powered, fully powered up podcast. This one, we've got yeah. two things with the word power in the title. First of all, we're going to be looking at the the new Sega magazine, Sega Powered Issue One. Um, I think they've got an issue two out now, uh, or very soon. So we're a little bit behind the times on that. But we're going to be be looking at that uh, shortly. Um, then we were looking at uh, the PS1 game Power Diggers, aka yes. Power Shovel. Yeah, so um, things to look forward to there. Uh, before we get to that, Tibbs, uh, mm. been playing much in the last month? No, to be honest, I've had ah. a few few bits and pieces going on, so mm. I haven't okay. really had enough time to to sit down and play. Even even Power Shovel has, has taken a a, a backseat. Yeah. If JCBs have back if they seats, have a backseat, yeah, um, it would be there. But um. No, um, I've obviously I've played a bit of Power Shovel. I played, um, I started playing again, Mass Effect. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I've tried. I've I, I've cut it on Xbox, and I tried to play it a few times, and I've got part way through it, and it's always it's kind of just fizzled out for me, and I've left it. Mm. But I've heard Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three are really really good games. Um, but I don't want to just jump into two and three. If I'm going to play them, I want to get the whole story from the the, the first one. So yeah, I picked up the Mass Effect Legendary thing, Legendary Edition. It's like the the remaster they did for PS4 and Xbox One. Right. Um, so I picked that up quite cheap, and I thought, right, I'm going to give it a, give it a go now. Um, give it a real a real try and see if I can get into it. Um, I started playing it, and it's already wearing a bit thin. So mm. I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know, it, it it might just be me, but I I want to I want to really I'm gonna persevere with it and see how far I can get. Yeah, I started Mass Effect two um, at one point, quite a long time ago, um, you know, over ten years ago, I think. And so I, yeah, I quite enjoyed it, but for some, it was one of those games where I just sort of fell. I lost touch with it really I just sort of got yeah. to a certain point and then I kind of got played something else probably and then I never went back to it yeah that, that, that's basically been the same every time yeah. I've tried Mass Effect 1 it gets to that point I think the last time the last time actually I got I don't even know what, what bit it was you go to these different planets and things yeah. and I went down to the planet I got stuck behind a rock and I thought I did like the, I don't it, I'd been playing for about half an hour at that point, and I got stuck behind a rock. The character wouldn't move; wouldn't I couldn't <laughs> get it to to go past it. I thought that's enough of that, and off it went. Right. But like I say, I get a feeling it is it is just I, if I can get through Mass Effect One, I think Mass Effect Two and Three, from what I from what I can gather, are really quite you know significant improvements on the first one. So yeah, it's certainly a well regarded series. Yeah. So I just got to slog through the first one, and then hmm. I had the same thing with Uncharted. I I yeah. I tried Uncharted many times. I just couldn't get into the first one, and eventually it did just click with me. And I you know I loved all the Uncharted games after that. It was just yeah. I just had to you know to get over my 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 block of the first one i think mm. yes yeah, so there is such thing as a gamer's block isn't there mm. sometimes sometimes yeah, you can't you can't quite get past something you don't know why it's just yeah mm. yeah yeah okay well you know how i always go on about i don't have a lot of time for to play games as much as i'd like and yeah. you know I, I tend to pick smaller games for that reason so bearing that in mind uh, the latest game i've been playing is red dead redemption 2 <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, just a little weekend project, hey, you know. Yeah, I reckon you can do that. In like I reckon, yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. I would say I'm not going to challenge myself to do the whole story. Um, I was listening to uh, a podcast uh, the way they, where they were talking about it, and um, there's a guy saying how it's just in awe he was of it. So you can just sort of roam around and find things to do, and there's so much attention to detail in there, and it's just like quite a relax can be quite a relaxing experience just to sort of ride around on your horse and off into the the nice countryside. So uh, that kind of appealed to me, and I, then I once once that happened, I couldn't quite get it out of my head. I, I thought oh, I could play this, I could play this, I got loads of games to play, but for some reason I just kept wanting. No, I want to I want to try that Red Dead Redemption too. So eventually I, I bought it. Uh, it's on my PC. I haven't got that far into it really. I just passed the sort of little tutorial bit, and I'm just starting to roam around. But um, yeah, it is it is very impressive. I must admit. It's, um, have you played it at all, or are you not I've familiar with it? I've played the first one. I haven't played uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, but uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen sort of um, people playing it online and and things like that. And like graphically and like saying t- attention to detail, it does yeah, look pretty it's just, incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just looking just looking at the scenery, it's just, and you see all these birds moving around and all this. Because I don't play a lot of these games. When I do, sort of AAA high-end games. When I do, I'm just completely in awe of, of them, really. So yeah, that's. I don't know why it appealed to me so much. I think I quite like that kind of time period. Um, and as far as GTA goes, obviously it's made by the same developers, Rockstar. I've never really properly played a GTA game. I'm probably like the last gamer to <laughs> to to have not played them. But I've played. I've dabbled them in a bit when other people have been playing them. But there's always been something. That didn't appeal to me about them. I've always liked the sort of the attention to detail they put in those as well, and all the different things you can do. I've always appreciated that, but there's just something about the the violence and the way it kind of, although it is open, you can be less violent if you want. The, the game clearly wants you to go around just pulling people out of cars and then driving over them and killing innocent people, and it's just it's never appealed to me. And something about this, although I think you probably could do all those things if you wanted to, I think it's it feels like it's less about that in some in some way i don't know mentioning attention to detail i had to literally just look this up because i thought 
this is so daft, I must have imagined this. It might be something I made up. But mm-hmm. no, I didn't make it up. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 has dynamic horse testicle physics. Yeah, I've heard that as well, yeah. <laughs> Apparently they, they shrink realistically in the cold. Yes, um, yeah, that's right. That's what I've heard as well, yeah. So, you know, you can't argue with detail like that. Can't argue with that, you know. Show me another game that has realistic horse testicle Exactly, uh, even games physics. that are about yeah. horses don't have that. No, even the games that are about horse testicles don't have that. Well, no, exactly. I don't I think mean, there are any, but if there were, they'd be less impressive, I reckon. Well... You know, it's it's been fans of horse testicle twenty 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 one. They were furious they weren't included. I mean, they've been asking for that since at least horse testicle ninety six. <laughs> yeah. Don't you hate it when these companies don't don't listen to their fans? I know. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. But yeah, no, I I reckon you'll have a good time with that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's kind of all I want to play at the moment for some reason. So yeah, I'm going to get into that. I've been held back a little bit by my eyes this past month. They've been playing up again. You've and been um, with that, yeah, it, uh, tell me about it. It's been a nightmare. I think um, they're, they're, they kind of go through these phases, and they'll be set off by something. In this case, it was like a, a particular LED that in one of Alice's um, toy things, and I don't know what it was about this LED, but it really messed up my eyes. And then really? that evening, I did I did some ill-advised gaming or on the PC or something, and that made it worse. And I think it's just just kind of exacerbates it. And then I go on these cycles for like weeks and weeks where I just can't get over it you know it keeps hindering me uh, i can't sort of play as much games as i want and do as much things on the computer as i want and during the work day it's tough as well so it's a real pain in the ass yeah, basically it's really bad. um but th- these cut these things are in cycles and they sort of you can you like, feel like i'm coming to the end of it now so hopefully hopefully i am um there's always something that i do i push them a little bit too far and then it sets me back a few days you know so, mm. but anyway um but annoyingly the start of the game the whole tutorial bit uh, unexpectedly for a cowboy game is set in like a mountain area where there's lots of snow and everything oh, and a, a lot of white yeah. a lot of white is very difficult for my eyes so I've been been working through it very slowly one of the advantages of playing on a PC over a console is that you have a bit, little bit more control over the through various apps and things and the sort of the night light that's in Windows you can change the colour and, and brightness of the screen more so than you can with a, just a normal TV mm. So I've been able to sort of tone it down a bit so that my eyes can sort of gradually get through it. And um, But anyway, I've just got past that bit now, so I'm just in the sort of the open world now. I think I can roam wherever I want, so I'm just going to just gonna do that, really, just see where things take me, yeah. I think, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably report more on that uh, next month. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, mm. I, I, I enjoyed the first one. I, I, I never played, because they had Red Dead Redemption and they had like a zombie one as well, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. I never played the zombie one. I just played the first one. But yeah, it's really good. Really, really yeah, good no, fun. I never. So if it's more of the same, the then I, I think it's great. Hmm. Yeah, good. The only other thing I've been playing uh, just today is that the, they've released a demo of the new Kirby game. The uh, what's it called, Forgotten World, or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I saw there was a demo. I've not downloaded it yet. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. Me and Alice were playing it this morning. It's um, it's really good. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think. It's yeah, I think. Um, I know you were you were planning on uh, springing a Kirby game on at some point uh, this year on me, but I think we're going to get that. When it comes out this month, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that. But you can you can still do the Kirby game, yeah. Yes, it's it's towards the end of the month, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to get that. So I'll talk about that next month as well. I think. Well, yeah, that might be uh, that might well be a Kirby game you pick then. I think. (laughs) Yeah, that would be that'd be convenient. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, So we could crack on with Sega Powered if you if you fancy it. Let's do it. Right, Sega Powered is um, a magazine. I've got one right in front of me. You've got one right in front of you as well. I do. Yeah, so this is another one of those sort of fan-made... Fan-made, I suppose? I mean, it's kind of made by sort of gaming journalists, like ex-Sega sort of Powered journalists and things like that, isn't it? Yeah. And it's sort of like a crowdfunded Sega mag, basically. So you look on the cover, it's lovely sort of Sega Powered logo, nice picture, that classic picture of Sonic from the Sonic 1 box art. It's got a nice sort of painted kind of graffiti overlay to it and the, the the quality in general is really good i think i was gonna say you know, did, the did visual you buy quality. A, a physical print copy as well did you? i did yes yeah, yeah. I... you very kindly gave me the the uh, access to the pdf uh, one but yeah. um again because my eyes not so good at looking at the screen i've, I've went and ordered the the uh, the physical 
edition as well. Yeah, I got I got the physical and, and the like I say the digital one. But yeah, it, I, I was going to say that it is really good quality. The the printing. Yeah, the printing, just like the layout and everything. Because I've seen a couple of other ones that you know don't quite look as good as a little bit more amateur. But this, you could tell, this is made by sort of professionals, people who know what they're doing to sort of lay yeah. out the different articles and the the images and things. Um, very impressive. Yeah, it is. I it just really feels like you say, like the layout, just the kind of style of everything and the the way everything, like the oh, I don't want to sound too. Like, oh, the prose is marvelous. <laughs> like the the, the, yeah. the I don't know what the word, what the the voice of the magazine the the yeah. kind of just the way everything's written it, it just feels very nostalgic. It feels just like the sort of magazines that I used to to get when we were in school. That was going to be a point I brought up. There's something about the the sort of slightly sort of um, what's the word sort of there's a friendly way of uh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> We can't get our words out. The friendly way of kind of the the, the way we do, we're not literary reviewers, as you can no, tell. No, we're not. We don't have much experience with this sort of thing. There's a friendly tone to the the way some of the articles are written. I think you do, yes. in, in a way that you don't quite get with a lot of modern magazines, like Edge, for example. Tactics are sort of uh, you know a kind of very quote unquote professional. Not to say that this isn't professional, but sort of a very kind of very dry and very a bit dry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a tendency in gaming publications and websites and things at the moment that the trend seems to be towards being very, like, games are very important. Games are very serious business. Yes. They're a serious art form. And I'm not saying that they're not, but it's nice to have a magazine that just treats games as these are good, this, this is something fun. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just fun. It's just something... Mm. Yeah, the fact the fact that this is there's a mix of new stuff as well, but it's a largely sort of a retro focus magazine where where gaming was a sort of just compared to that just felt a little bit more lighthearted in general, you know, and just about games that were made to make you have fun really. Yeah. Um, there's just uh, something that reflects that quite nicely, and it's just, in a ways it sort of feels like it's written by your mate, you know, just, just someone who sort of speaks the same language as you, a sort of informal kind of lingo. I can't. I was looking to see if I could find some clear examples, and it's it's not so much. There's no sort of clear example that I could pull out, but it's just there's just a general sense of it, particularly in the first few articles where they're they're kind of just going over some some just general sort of Sega related things that have happened, like you know you've got a bit about that the the Sega Cologne that we were talking talking about last month, you know, yeah. the, the title Better Than Sex Panther, which is um, a reference to Anchorman, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just things like that. That's just you know it's quite a little bit it's a little bit fun, a little bit cheeky. Um, and the magazines back in the day were quite like that, weren't they? There was, yeah, they were. Yeah. There was a bit of a sort of an anarchic kind of quality to them, where it's a bit like you're kind of getting away with reading something that you're maybe not supposed to if you're quite young, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I sort of all the magazines that I look back fondly on, like uh, you know, official PlayStation magazine, computer and video games, um, yeah. uh, Amiga format, Amiga Power, Sega Power. They all had that kind of, like you say, um, yeah, anarchic, sort of irreverent, sort of twist to them. Yeah, yeah, and I really like that about this certainly the first few articles i mean the, the i would say the tone changes you can sort of tell it's written by different people at different times but it's quite good in a way because it just shows you that it's you know a collaborative effort and not it's not just one person it's just a lot of people that come together to write things in their own sort of styles and voices and things yeah i like that though mm. yeah me too you kind of get a feel for who's if you were to just buy this regularly you you'd, you could almost start to identify who wrote what without even seeing the names i think after a while so you know some of the other if you just sort of flip through you've obviously got a contents page um and there's just sort of general sort of news bits about what's happening in the world of sega really you've got yakuza 8 in development you've got um a little bit about the new earthworm jim cartoon which isn't sega specific but it's sort of related you know you've got the thing about the shenmue uh animation which, which looks quite good it does look quite good yeah yeah i don't know if we can if that's in a place where you can watch it easily i don't know and then you've got the Sonic Lego set, uh, which I haven't got yet, but I'm hoping to get it for my birthday very soon. It's got like a, a section at Sonic Gems, and it's all it's like a little highlight of various different um, uh, Sonic collectibles. Oh yeah, and it's got the Sonic Panini sticker album. 
Yeah. You've got that, haven't you? I've got it, yeah. I, t- I tweeted about it recently, didn't I? Yeah. Did yeah. you pay 80 quid for it? No, no, no. This was back in the day. It came free with a Sonic the Comic one one issue. And I thought in my head that I'd completed it. But when I when I dug it out, I clearly hadn't completed it. I just I only had a few like packs of stickers worth in it. Oh, so so mine you... mine won't fetch eighty pounds if I were to sell it. No. I thought you had a completed one. No, I I, I thought I did in my head, but when I found it, I, I, I it was not complete. No. Yeah, so that's moving into the 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 sort of fairly big sort of Sonic feature as it as this was I think it was this was released sort of late last year, so they were still in the thirtieth anniversary year at that point so yeah. there's a 30th anniversary celebration i think it's quite i thought it's quite good because it sort of general picks like general sonic bits like that rather than sort of going into a long history which we all sort of know anyway really it kind of just picks so the first it starts off with a selection of favorite levels and then it goes to some new sonic bits that are happening this year which is quite a lot actually and there's something about the music and then yeah just sort of these this sonic gem section various sort of so you've got the sonic curry which I haven't sampled. <laughs> the... There's a great video um, online. Um, there's a, a channel, I think, I, I, if I haven't mentioned it before, I, I think everyone should visit it, um, The Infinite Review right. on YouTube. Um, and they did a, um, a, an episode on the Sonic Curry, and it's great, <laughs> okay. and everyone should watch it. All uh, right, I'll try to set that out, yeah. It's like, it's blue, isn't it? It's the Sonic Curry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it looks very unappetizing, but, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, some various things from past and present. You got the, the, the lovely Sonic and Knuckles quick snap um, disposable camera from back in I the didn't day. I didn't even down know that corner. was the thing. Yeah, that again, that was in Sonic. They used to give that away for um, like letters and things. And the advent calendar, which I've talked about previously, um, and that Knuckles Funko Pop was apparently two hundred pounds in box. I don't get those Funko Pop things. Are you I don't get those? the Funko Pop. No, <laughs> no, not at all. They seem to be wildly <laughs> popular, don't they? This is just us being old again and not getting what 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 is popular at the moment. But no. I just don't get them. They all, I mean, the knuckles one being an exception, but most of them they all look the same. I can't tell you they're supposed <laughs> to be. No, there's a shop. Um, there's like a comic shop uh, just in the town centre. I mean, it's quite a small town I live in, but there's there's like a little comic shop open, and I thought they they got some quite nice things in there. And I went in there, and basically, uh, there's quite a small shop, and their their longest wall in the whole shop is devoted entirely to Funko Pops, just just a complete wall of them. And to much to the extent it's basically fifty percent of what they're selling in there. And it's just it's crazy, isn't it? Are the people that nuts about it? Obviously they are, but they look horrible to me. I know someone who really liked them. Um, mm. I worked with a guy who collected them, and he, I think he just kept them all in the box. So, like, yeah, they must it must just look like a shop display at his house. And I, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I collect some random stuff, so I'm not going to criticize. I know. I was going to say I'll turn around. Collect, arguably, but... um, there's a shelf here that kind of looks like a retro game sort of shop, <laughs> but yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, the yeah, fact so that I'm they're all in boxes. Yeah, what they want to collect, but I don't. I just don't get it myself. Mm. That's all I'll say. But yeah, yeah, two hundred. Mm. How much was it? Two hundred. It was two hundred pounds for an inbox knuckles Funko Pop from 2013. So, you know, if you've got one of those kicking around, then um, you're on to a winner there. I'll tell you what, I've been trying to get hold of one of those advent calendars. I can't get one. Oh, really? No. No? Mm. No. Well, surprising. No, I, I thought, yeah, I thought there'd at least be some on eBay. I, I I thought someone might try and scalp some. I thought there might be, you know, I was prepared I'd have to so, pay yeah. a little bit over the odds for it. But yeah. no, nothing. Really annoyed. Mm. I should have got, jumped on that when I had the chance. Yeah, never mind. Um, you can't even get the statue, like, separate from the box. No, no. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I had sort of mixed feelings about it. To me, it's a cool statue, but it does sort of fall apart. It doesn't hold together very well. If you want to move it, an arm or a leg will fall off almost certainly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's mixed. I would I say. have to glue it together. You, but you could glue it together if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next page, you've got various people with their sort of thoughts and memories about Sonic, and then life after death. I thought this was a little bit. I don't know, a little bit unfocused, maybe, if I had to come up with a criticism. There's just a lot, just a whole variety of different Sega stuff that's happened recently. Um, sort of ranging from Sonic Mania to the Sonic Amateur Games Expo, uh, the Game Gear Micro Mega SG. Yeah. And just like a Switch paint job that someone's done just with the Dreamcast logo on the back. So it's it's just it was a little bit kind of yeah that's the thing but it's not not really it's quite it's on the same level as Sonic Mania you know no but I mean 
in their defence, Hikaru haven't really given them much to work with. To be they? fair, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, d- I don't know. There was just, uh, I don't know. There was just something about it that I, I don't know. Thought could be a bit, a bit better, but anyway, that's just that's just me. It's all right. And then I quite like this this little thing with the. There's a little quote down here saying, "I spent years trying to work out what the hell this thing in my EA Mega Drive carts did." Extra processing power, hidden export expansion port, built-in battery backup. Turns out it's just sod all. It's the little yellow tab on all the EA Mega Drive games. I, know, I always used to wonder about that when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I was trying to press it. Does it do anything? Yeah, why is it? Like, why is it on? It, what is it? Why is it on these games and not these other games? But yeah, it's just just bugger all, doesn't it? Basically, nothing. yeah. <laughs> and then the gamers' guide to shmups on the the Mega Drive, I suppose. Or, no, no, general ones, I think. General yeah, Sega Schmucks. Well, yeah, so there's a couple of different people offering their opinions on various Sega shoot 'em ups. I do like shoot 'em ups, um, and I like to sort of dip into them, you know, just like five minutes at the end of the day, you know, just just a quick blast. But I, and people do love them, but I, I find that they all are kind of the same, really, aren't they? On a surface level. I like the idea of them, I think. Yeah. And then I, there's times I think, oh, yeah, nice shoot 'em up would be good to play. And I play one, I'm, I'm crap at it, and then mm. I turn it off. But yeah, I, me too. I, I, if I'm lucky, if I can get past the first level, um, yeah. and I have a great time with it, and then I'll lose all my lives and have to do the first level again. I don't quite fancy it, so I just do something else. I remember when um, Ikaruga came out on Xbox Live, and everyone oh, yeah. was like, yeah. "Oh, you got to play it! You got to play it! Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing!" Yeah. It's the most frustrating game I've ever played. <laughs> That's one. Of, that's a more bullet bullet helly one, isn't it? Oh, it's so difficult. Yeah. I know it's got the different white and black things. You got to switch white and black depending on what you're shooting at. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My brain just doesn't work fast enough for it. No, no, no. I do admire the people who can do it, but it's just it's one of those crazy things, isn't it? The bullet hell ones, particularly. Um, then you got the reviews. So this is a mixture of new Sega games and old ones. You got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which they quite like. Seven out of ten. Um, Sonic Colors Ultimate, uh, eight out of ten. Very favourable review, I have to say. Um, yeah, it's um. This has been written uh, a little while after the patches have come out, which has helped the game. Mm-hmm. I would say it's about up to the standard that you would expect now. After about three or four patches, I think. Um, initially, it wasn't quite there, but yeah, it, it was all right in the end. Um, Intrepid Izzy, this looks quite good. Um, so this is a new game for the Dreamcast. It's a sort of a Metroidvania uh, sort of 2D platformer, sort of hand-drawn graphics. Looks quite nice. It does. Looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's an article about it later uh, in the, uh, in the uh, thing as well. I love that it's got like a nice proper physical release as well. Yes. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. I suppose it'd have to one of those. Yeah. Well. And this, uh, the next review is the only thing in the magazine that I didn't get through. I must be on this Football Manager 2022. No. I, uh, I, I, I've got to be honest. I didn't even read it. I no, me neither. I couldn't. Football, I started it, but I couldn't quite manage it. Sorry. Uh, Paul Monaghan, the writer, but um, yeah, not not a bag really, is it? The old, um, the old. I mean, I think the only thing worse than a football game is a football game where you just don't actually play it, but you just manage teams and stuff. I don't. <laughs> it's not for me. It's, not, it's no. really not for me. <laughs> no, it's specifically designed to be a game I would not have any interest in. Yes, it's almost designed just to, right. This can we make something that Tibbs will not like at all? Yeah. And then <laughs> opposite that, you've got a, a that's this lovely advert. <laughs> it's not an advert it's an old advert for Sega from uh, Viz with the quote did Sega really approve this run of Viz adverts wouldn't surprise us um, should we describe the image in the middle that we're <laughs> no no people have to purchase the magazine to enjoy yeah. it okay that's fair yeah <laughs> purchase the magazine and you will see this image that is um, kind of more disgusting the more you look at it really but you know there it is have a look uh, I have seen that before somewhere, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, funny. I've seen that before. He's done the rounds on that. Yeah, yeah. You've got a, a re-review of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, the original, um, which I was... Uh, it, it's kind of... Again, it was a little bit disjointed, this one, because it starts out with a, a history about how it was created, which is fair enough. Then in the middle, it seems to completely diss it for some reason. And then afterwards, it just kind of goes into uh, the writer's uh, experience of when they first saw it. Uh, there's hardly anything about the actual game in there. It just seemed a bit, seemed a bit weird. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. Especially I... the bit in the middle where it just basically says Mario's better. I think. 
you know, it's not what you expect from a Sega Mag, to be fair. <laughs> no, I got to admit though, I did when I um before I'd even read it, and I picked it up because it's got Sonic on the cover, and it's obviously going to be thirty years of Sonic, and it's all going to be that. Yeah, I, I did think it would be hilarious if I was writing it to just do you know the big thing, the you know big thing of Sonic, and then just say it's rubbish, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's it's there there's some opinions on it on the side you know it's um i mean to be fair everyone knows this game you know you don't really need a full in-depth review of it i would say I mean, no the, i don't think anyone buying the magazine would have not be not yeah. not have played sonic at any point oh they're, they're writing about this this sonic game i've heard a lot about better better read about this it's, yeah it's one i missed you know um but the next few are a little bit more useful i think they're fighting vipers where they basically just say fighters to mega mixes better so there's no really reason to play it anymore but you know mm. um daytona usa where they also say that the later versions are much improved and this version the original version is fairly terrible virtual tennis which they quite like light crusader which i haven't played um kind of an isometric mega drive rpg action rpg kind of thing yeah uh, how do you say this game? Genug? Gynug? Gynug. Is that officially how you say it? Is it? Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. Sound, sound like it was coming with authority. Then. Oh, I just do that generally. Oh, okay. I, I, I think if I say something authoritarily enough, it'll make it sound like I know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, it works. Yeah. You could, get, you could find your way to the role of Prime Minister by doing that, I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Advanced Buster Hawk Glay, Glay Lancer. Grey Lancer, Glay Lancer. Glay Lance. Glay See again, you could check me there. I thought he totally knows what he totally knows what he's talking about. Find the finds the the most hilarious thing you can trick me in this magazine where you know you're very sure exactly what it is and it ma- literally makes me question it. Like The Secret of Monkey Island? Really? Oh, okay, if you say so. Dark side on the three two X, which they don't like, I think. Um Secret of Monkey Island on the Mega C D. Which I think they quite like. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on the Game Gear. Streets of Rage on the Master System. Uh, yeah. So it's a nice, it's sort of a nice mixture of new stuff and old stuff. Yeah. Mostly fairly well known games, I think. You know, again, I think each one doesn't kind of go into the details as a sort of a current review would, I think. I think it's more just sort of like the maybe the memories and kind of look, almost looking back from a retrospective view, like at the time this was got a certain reaction but now it doesn't hold up or it does hold up you know that kind of thing so it's it's quite useful um quite like this feature this is uh, titled easy right maybe um, yeah this is about uh, a guy trying to recreate uh, one of the courses in sega rally which mm-hmm. i think we were talking about was it last episode or the episode before that yeah i think it, yeah we were fairly recently yeah yeah uh it looks really cool uh, i haven't i didn't know about this at all uh, before before reading this so he's he's got lots of screenshots and comparisons and things um, he's using is it Unreal Engine? I yeah, think, to, Unreal Engine to re- five. Yeah, yeah, to recreate it. At one point, he he says it's as easy as putting. Th- well, I'm not paraphrasing, but it says it's actually quite easy to put it together. Relatively speaking, like you can put. It's almost like Lego. I think he calls it. And I thought it must be a bit more difficult than that. Surely you can't just because this looks quite stunning, really. I don't. <laughs> there must I, be more to it than that, surely. There's some. I mean, the. There's some junk games on like Steam and oh, yeah, the Nintendo course. eShop, yeah, and they yeah. seem to churn out at such a speed. I can't imagine that like there's big development teams turning out them. So there, there must be like a, a drag and drop element to to it, I suppose. Oh but... yeah, there there is. I mean, I've used uh, uh, Unity, uh, and there there is parts of that. But you you kind of do now have to know what you're doing, really. I think, mm. especially for this with the car physics and everything. Oh yeah, for something like this, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, perhaps he's being a little bit modest there, but. Yes, so the next uh, thing is, this is quite good. This is kind of a lot of the, the more recent games that have been made for older consoles, particularly the Dreamcast, uh, where there's you know a lot of action these days, and it's, it's great to see. Uh, so you've got things like the Senosider, which looks really cool, actually, for the Dreamcast. I think it's like the, the, the most impressive 3D game that's been made for the Dreamcast. A lot of the, the more recent ones have been 2D ones, but this looks really cool. It's kind of like a an on-rail shooter. Um... Shadow Gangs, uh, Zeno Crisis, Tanglewood, of course. There's one XL2 Hellslave for Saturn. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the first time I've heard of like a homebrew like mm. Saturn game project. So yeah, I'm really, me too, uh, yeah. Really interested in checking that out. Yeah. 
Because the Saturn is like notoriously... It's quite locked down, isn't it? It's quite, quite difficult a difficult to... thing to develop for, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. I didn't, for some reason, I didn't think of that when I saw it, but you're right, yeah. You don't get much in the way of sort of Saturn homebrew, do you? No, you don't. There's hardly yeah. any. No. Uh, then you got an interview with Noel van uh, Masterbergen, hope I haven't ruined that name, who created Intrepid Izzy, which they reviewed earlier on. It's like an interview with him. And I quite like this last section here. It's just a, a long list of games for the, all the various Sega consoles that you should own, basically, just yeah. the, the best of them. And I, I really enjoy just looking through this and reading what they had to say about each one. I do. Again, it's just that really nostalgic thing because mm. mags always used to have this in the like. They did. That's right. Yeah. The day. They always used to look through it and think, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, well, I want that one." You know, so it's it's really nice to just see something like that again. It's kind of like when you go to a game shop and you just see them all on the shelf and you can sort of pick them up and look at them. But instead of like you know the marketing stuff that they put on the back of boxes, just sort of honest opinions, just a very brief. Uh, sentence on each basically and also yeah. quite usefully the the amount of money that they typically go for these days yeah i'm not sure about their cost of um seaman though they reckon 60 quid with a microphone i mm. haven't found it for that price for a long time uh, okay yeah and so because i've been after that for a while it so. can be very hard to pin these prices down yeah um, well especially think, at the moment yeah i think americans seem to have some sort of price charting website don't they i've heard them refer to, to that. Oh, yeah, but I, don't, yeah. I don't think we have an equivalent, do we? No, price charting does um, do um, the uh, power markets now as well. Oh, it's it? not, as, okay. not as comprehensive, but it's starting to get more more hmm. um, more data in there now. So hmm. that's quite, I suppose that's a blessing and a curse in a way, isn't it? Because it yeah. gives you a better idea, but it, might, it gives people more of an, an easier idea of what to overcharge games for. I was going to say, the, the retro game market, you know, we, we moan about it regularly, but it's really mm. getting out of control. Oh, it's ludicrous, isn't it? I've all but given up on it, to be honest, really, um, unless I can get something really quite cheap. I'm I not going to go for anything really high-priced. No, I saw someone tweet something earlier. Um, it was um, Paper Mario... Is it the Thousand Year Door? It's one of the um, ones on the yeah. GameCube, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it was going for, like, $1,000 on eBay. Mm, ridiculous. It's mental. That it's can't mental. that can't be standard, surely. No, that's got to be someone chancing it, isn't it? There's even that. Um, there's a GameCube. Po- is it Pokemon XD? Um, yeah, yeah. On GameCube, mm-hmm. I remember for many years you could go into like like Game or CEX or something like that. That game would be a fiver, and mm-hmm. no one wanted it. Mm-hmm. It's like ninety quid now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't it? It, they suddenly just shoot up, don't they? Yeah. And sometimes it's it's for crazy reasons, like just a, like a YouTuber could be could have done a video about it. Then uh, that just that, it blows my mind that that in itself increases the price dramatically. Yeah. Sometimes, isn't it? That's just crazy. Yeah. So, but that, I really enjoyed that section. That was one of my favourite sections in the in the thing actually. Um, and there's a little bit about some shows that are coming up that you could get involved in. Um, did you make the papercraft chaos? Uh, yeah, I did not. No, I must admit <laughs> it's still it's still. Uh, but what a nice little idea! I think it's yeah, like it's a throwaway. Great. Like they kind of admit it's just like a, a, a fun little thing. By priceless, we mean, uh, of course, priceless. Literally, it just doesn't. <laughs> it's worthless, but it's it's a nice idea. I love it. I like the chaos. I I always thought they should do more merchandising around the chaos emeralds because it's just it's quite cool to have these these little shiny jewels hanging around. You know, they never yeah. really. I don't think they've ever really done proper toys of them. You know, like fake jewels and things. No, no, they should do. Mm. They should do. It's like I, again, I, I'm going off topic. I'm just my mind's all over the place today. But I always wanted, um, you know, the crystal maze, mm. um, the little crystals that they got. Yeah. Always wanted one. It's funny you should say that because I've got one right here. You're joking. If you do, it's a more recent thing. If you do that crystal maze experience thing, that, that you know they they um, it's like an event that you can go to, and you can oh, yeah. you can do the crystal maze. They give you, they give you one, or you can buy one at the end. No, yeah, not, I'm, I'm, I've got it. If I had a webcam on, you could see it. But I got it. Oh. I got it in my hand right now. It's so cool. It's really really cool. It's oh, well I've always worth wanted it. one. Yeah. I've had a, I've had an alert set up on eBay for ages for the because the, I thought someone who's been on the Crystal Maze maybe they they just got fed up of it it's just gathering <laughs> dust so they'll stick it on eBay that I yeah. cracked the Crystal Maze thing had a alert on there just in the hope that somebody that someone would sell it but I've I've not had a a, a thing on it yet but yeah, no you, that's good you I, might, I might struggle to get to an original that. one but I'm sure you could get one of these these like it's probably only quite cheap you know but it is it looks exactly like the thing you see on the show as far as my money goes you know it's it's all sort of shiny and nice and it's got a little logo underneath it oh i want that yeah it's great i'd highly recommend it 
the experience as well this was a few years ago now this was a lot before covid and everything but um it's great it was really good fun i was gonna say it might might be a, a post-covid thing i mean i know all yeah, the restrictions yeah, sure. are lifted now but i mean it's still a bit yeah I'm yeah still, sure. i'm still hiding away so once yeah. i you know come out of hibernation then i'd, I'll I'd highly recommend it just a for just to get the thing at the end anyway but just be just to just to do it if you get a bunch of mates together um it's really good fun really good fun um, I'll put that back on the shelf. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a little off topic there, but um, yeah, yeah, back to Sega Power. Um, yeah, really good Mac, I thought. Yeah, it's very really good. good, yeah. Very, very good. Keen to see what they do going forward. Um, I felt like this was kind of a, a sort of a little bit, maybe a general one, just sort of general covering of what things have been happening recently uh, and maybe in future. I think they'll, they'll perhaps go into more specific things like interesting kind of articles about you know particular things i don't know i don't know what how to articulate but do you know what i mean that there's a there's an element of generalness about this that well, i it, that, that makes sense as a first issue i think but it's kind of a, a selfish thing on my part but i'd like him to do an article on um the dream pie um yeah you use the yeah. um raspberry pi to get your dreamcast back online that'd be great exactly it would be great if there were more people doing it because i always tend to i know the there's like forums and stuff where people organize you know times to go on and game and things like that but sometimes i just go on just on the random off chance and just see if anyone's online and it's such Mm. a niche thing that hardly anyone ever is so especially if there's like a, a sega audience for this magazine i would love if they did that and it got a few more people on there and you could just dip in and have someone online again that'd be mm. lovely but, um, i think that'd be perfect yeah it's a perfect thing for it because it is quite a, it's a fairly niche mag anyway we've got to admit you know but it's um it's exactly the kind of thing that if more people knew about it then maybe they can give it a go you just, yeah i mean yeah, is it fairly easy to set up you just got to get a raspberry pi and put some software on it and connect yeah it up, reason- right? yeah reasonably easy yeah mm. i mean I, you know, if you've never used a Raspberry Pi before, it might be, you know, yeah, a, sure. an afternoon's work of reading through a few documents and trial and error. But I mean, it's it's not it's not super complicated. Yeah, um, have we got the details of where people can order this mag? And yes, indeed, SegaPowered dot com. SegaPowered dot com. There you go. Yep. Uh, the print copies are six pounds each, and mm-hmm. the digital copies are three pounds each. Delivered mm-hmm. in a PDF, a PDFA. Mm-hmm. There you go, Pudfa. What more could you want? Yeah, really good. I'd highly recommend it. So this is this was issue one from December. I think they've got issue two out issue now. Issue two maybe. is up now, yeah. Up and there. what what I like as well, I gotta say, they offer a subscription as well, so you can just get six pounds ah, every month. Perfect. Which is really nice because I know a lot of magazines you know, through necessity they go through like the crowdfunding route. Yeah. But it does mean, you know, if you're not keeping on your inbox or the Twitter feeds or something, you might miss when they're crowdfunding for the next issue and you might miss an issue, um, Mm. which can be a bit frustrating. So it's really nice to just have a, you know, just straightforward subscription, which is really good. Yeah. Um, I just think perhaps we should credit the the writers. So the editor was Dean Mortlock. Um, And then, oh, it doesn't say their surnames after that, but there's Neil, Paul and Mark, uh, who are all sort of writers and deputy editors and things. So, uh, and I think Dean... Mortlock has some experience. I think he was worked on Sega Power, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So he's, uh, you know, he's he's from back in the day. He's old school. Um, so the other guys look a little bit younger. But yeah, so you know, it's, it comes from a, a place of experience, you know, knowledge. These guys know what they're talking about. And uh, yeah, I just I just love the sort of friendly. Uh, uh, <laughs> why, why can't I describe this thing properly? I the friendly it, way of speaking, friendly way of writing. You know. Like that sort of thing, the, the friendly voice through that you get through the mag it was very good, and it did, it did remind me of those old sort of magazines. I I didn't start gaming magazines until really late ninety five, early ninety six. For some reason, I um, I would have liked to have got into them a little bit earlier than that. But this kind of feels like some of those earliest mags that I that I did get. Uh, I had definitely. I used to get Sega Power not every not every time it was out because it was too expensive because obviously I didn't have my own money back then when I was a kid. Sure. Um, yeah. I didn't think of even had pocket money then. I only got it when you know one of my parents were kind enough to get it for me. Yeah, just tried your luck. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. But I had yeah I, I had them and then they were all took off me. Um, because oh. uh, I didn't want doing very well in school. Um, oh. So my mum said right took all the the Sega powered magazines uh, stuck them in a black bag. 
stuck in the loft. Oh, dear. I got yeah. back eventually. Oh, but... I was going to say, you actually didn't get rid of them. You got them oh, back. no, no. Oh, no, okay, no, that's no. all right then. That's all right, okay. No, no. It's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's mind games, isn't it? You know they're up there in the mm. loft and you can't get them. That's more punishing than just having thrown them out. But um, Perhaps, yeah. yeah. You know, so... Yeah, trauma. Yeah, we won't go into that now. Uh, <laughs> well, we can do if you want, but I mean, I think people have come to hear about power diggers, well, haven't they? Let me tell you, it all started in 1994, <laughs> and it was a tough year. No, um, no. yeah, power diggers. Let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. So, uh, power diggers, aka power shovel. We're going to be talking about that after the break. <laughs> Video Game Book Club. Welcome back. Uh, this month we're talking about Power Diggers. So it's a, this is a PS1 port of an arcade game named Power Shovel, developed by Taito. Uh, retains the name Power Shovel in all territories except for Europe, over here where it's called Power Diggers with a Z, just like everything was back in those days. Uh, so in Japan it was published by Taito and released in September 2000. In the US it was published by Acclaim and released in July 2001. And over here in Europe it was published by JVC Europe Limited and released in November 2001. So a disc only can be picked up fairly cheaply for around a tenner, uh, maybe £20 or more for a more complete version. So yeah, it's, it's sort of one of those. Uh, this is your pick. It is. Um, so what's your, what's your history? Why, why this game? I just thought it was weird. Yeah. I just thought it, it was, is a I bit weird, thought, isn't it? Yeah, I just thought it was a weird. It's just weird. <laughs> in the in the sense that you know it it came out at the the, the stage it came out in the PS1's lifetime, and yeah, the fact, the fact it's got a you know a sponsorship or a deal with um, Diggerland. Do you do you know anything about this? Because I can't find anything about it other than the little sticker on the on the European one that says. Um, sponsored by Diggerland or whatever. Do you know, no, do you know what the circumstances are with this? Uh, nothing at all. I've been able to find nothing, um, no mention of it on the Diggerland website, on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, there's no... There's nothing. There's no actual record of, no. of this. But weirdly, um, the Diggerland uh, did retweet uh, our tweet when we mentioned that, I think. I think oh, I, did I, they? I didn't yeah, see that. it's great. I included them in the tweet. I thought they wouldn't just completely ignore it, but a few days later, there they retweeted it. It was great. Oh, amazing! <laughs> <laughs> they must not have had a clue what we were talking about, but you know, good on them for doing it. Anyway, yeah. if you wonder what the hell we're talking about, this is uh, a game where you control uh, a digger, an excavator, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, to do various challenges. Some of them what you would expect from training to use a digger and others what you definitely would not expect training to use a digger <laughs> in the real world um it's a very sort of arcadey game yeah yeah you could definitely tell port. it was an arcade game originally yeah and i like that i think those kind of games hold up really well now yeah. because they're just so you can just dive in and just just have some fun with them as opposed to some uh, like a big sort of heavy adventure in the ps1 era which might have been surpassed in many graphically and gameplay wise more recently this is just a bit of fun that you could just go into isn't it yeah so it's <laughs> how, how else would you describe this in, in general it's just it's i mean it's very japanese isn't it? it's one another one of those games a bit like uh, incredible crisis and katamari and things like that where it's just um and what's the other one that we did a pointy's point wasn't it, oh, where, pointy's it point, yeah. where it wasn't actually it was translated but not <laughs> didn't have an English person go over it in the end they, they just sort of assumed that they were correct in their initial translations and it's just all just a bit off and it's a bit <laughs> translated just... from Japanese to English by someone who speaks neither yeah but exactly yeah it's just it's great and there's so much charm to that what was it there was a, there was um, a phrase I've written it down here somewhere keep ambitious keep ambitious it says that when you start a mission I think isn't it keep ambitious um, and I love the initial options on the main menu so you've got Drive power shovel. Get it with the power shovel. Watch the power shovel. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and all those exclamation marks. And it's just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I it's love great. That. 
Those, by the way, are so drive with the power shovel is the ba the main mode. You go in with all the different options. I think get it with the power shovel was you could look at the different models of the various diggers and things. Yeah. And then watch the power shovel listen was like all the different unlockables and things that you could get. Like you could unlock the audio and things like that and the, the images and things. Uh, in case you were wondering. So it's quite a simple game, obviously. There was the license. You could get a license, couldn't you? Yeah. To do the digger. That's where it takes you through all these different uh, steps. And you watched my stream of it, didn't you? Or some of it. I At the first, I just could not get the hang of that. <laughs> these bloody digger controls at all. I, I know. It's, a, it's really it's deceptively difficult, isn't it? It is. But I, I think... If particularly if you had a load of friends round, I think that's where a lot of the, f the fun would come from because I was, yeah. I did find it after a while I started getting quite frustrated with not being able to do it. But initially, I did find it quite funny when you're trying to figure it out because how are the controls? So basically, you can two of the buttons sort of stretch the arm uh, forward and back. Another one kind of lifts it up and down, and then you can change the scoop direction and you can turn it around. And then obviously to go b back and forwards with a machine that has treads you kind of in order to turn you kind of operate one of the treads and not the other so, so yeah. it sort of turns in a circle that was so hard to get my head around because it it, it it does that with the triggers as well you yeah. move, hold the triggers both the triggers to move forward and both the sort of the, the shoulder buttons to move back i think it was and if you it's, hold one of them it goes in one direction if you hold another one it goes in another direction it's not exactly the same thing but it kind of it it made it's got the same sort of feel it's that game did you ever play quap Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's that yeah. kind of thing where you could, you know, you it feels like you're controlling each leg and arm and everything separately, and it's, it's like, almost too much control. Yeah, yeah, you've way. got to get everything sort of synchronized, and if you can get into the pattern, then it's great. But yeah. until you sort of until it clicks, it's it, it's just it's yeah, it's very confusing. There's an element of kind of rhythm game almost, isn't it, without mm. the music? Yeah, like you've really got to get a pattern, particularly if when you're sort of doing a seemingly straightforward task of scooping up some stuff, turning around, dropping it in in another container. There's a there's a pattern to that, a sequence of buttons that you have to get right to get it to to turn and get the scoop down, bring it up, turn it around, and then empty it. There's a sequence of buttons that you've got to get right, and it's it's really difficult initially to to do it. For some reason, your brain, my brain, just couldn't quite get get my head around you know, which button to press at which time for some reason. Because there's a lot of things out. And I'm assuming it mimics real controls of a of a digger. I, I'm guessing that's the whole point of it. Yeah, I think it must do. Because there, there is a specific controller that was made for it as well. Yeah. Which is selling on eBay for an extortionate amount of money at the mm, moment. I bet, so I, yeah. obviously I didn't buy one. But, um, and it is, it look, it's sort of a, a yellow thing with two joysticks. And it, it it's... I imagine is what the interior of a, a digger would look like. So I assume it's it's meant to be quite realistic as far as as far as it can be. Yeah, you think so, wouldn't you? I think that's the, that's kind of the point. Basically, it's kind of it's basically like the digger land experience, but on a console in, in a way. You just you have a go at using a digger, basically, yeah. and then beyond the sort of basic tasks like scooping things up and digging a hole, I could never quite get it to work. There's a there's a mission and a sort of a later mini game where you you have to dig a hole deep enough, and no matter how much I dug, I just couldn't seem to get any depth. Did you find that? Yeah, I did find that very difficult. And it does. There, there was a limitation, certain limitation with perhaps the hardware or just the generation it was in, where there's a lot of kind of clipping, mm. but you couldn't tell whether the clipping was just going into the the terrain like you would in a normal game or actually scooping up some yeah, of the actually stuff scooping it, yeah. like you would bend you would turn the scoop and you would see stuff in there and it would lift it up and there was actually nothing in there because it was just <laughs> clipping the, the the stuff and that was a little bit of a, a limitation of the hardware i suppose and the, yeah. the time it was released so had it been come out a bit more recently you would have had less of that but yeah, overall, it's an enjoyable game, especially when you get to the mini games. Because I was going to say, it's the, the mini games are the star of the show. Aren't they, they are maybe? definitely, yeah. You so let, let's go through some of the examples. Yeah, you've got the the famous. I say famous. I don't know why it's famous, but it's the one that I sort of read in that retro gamer article that I that I mentioned last time. It's the turtle one. The turtles. In a, they're in a big pool with loads of turtles, and it was really hard to get them actually. But you got you basically got to scoop up a certain amount of turtles with your scoop, turn around, and drop them in another pool. Uh, and then the curry one. Yeah, you've got to make a curry. So on a little conveyor belt, little plates come out. They want particular 
curry's hot hotter or hottest and you've got to turn and get the correct <laughs> it's just these massive <laughs> bowls of curry massive plates and you sort of turn and pour it and you you know you've got to do as many of those in a certain time limit you've got to destroy a limo uh which is quite fun and like knock down a load of uh these sort of huts I was going to say that that's my favourite. They're knocking down the porter cabin type things. Mm, I, could I, don't, know, I, I don't know why. It's just such a simple thing, but it's just really satisfying. It's quite satisfying, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't get get on that well with that one actually. There were some that I did surprisingly well at, like the the ones where you are suspended over like a an abyss and these platforms that sort of come on and off, and it's a complete. It's just a driving mission where you just got to go through. Yeah. Um, considering how difficult the controls were, I did surprisingly well at those. Actually, that was quite satisfying because I got there in just like the nick of time. You know, just that literally like zero seconds left, and you're in there, and it's just. So the but, mission you were best at was the one that didn't require any digging. Exactly. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it comes down to. I also like that one where you're just controlling the arm and you go through. Uh, it's a bit like that game where it's you're doing. It's like a wire and you've got a little hoop and you've got to pass it through the wire without yeah. touching the the edge. A bit like that where you kind of got to move the arm through these obstacles and move them up and down and you, the kind of the camera view stays on. You just got to move along. That was really good as well. Um, it's just loads. Of, it's 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 just a load of mini games basically, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a mini game game really you can play two player and then so you each have a go take it turns to have a go and i like the way they're presented as well in a way because it's kind of like a job board where you go go in and and, and it'll say driver wanted for you know i don't know dude one of them dish out one curries of, and things and yeah one of them's literally like um do you like destroying things then we need someone to destroy something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no experience necessary. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's almost okay. too much text written in there sometimes yeah. for you to read it because it's really kind of blurry. <laughs> you got to really squint to see what's that actually wanting. And you've got <laughs> that arcade, which is totally unnecessary in a port, but it's got that little arcade timer in the corner where it's yeah. just ticking down which one you use. Oh, I can't read all of these in time. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you put your initials in at the end. It's just a, it's a great sort of arcadey kind of port feeling. I yeah, suppose. it's like you said at the beginning. If you had like a, a few mates around and stuff, it'd be a really good party game, I think. Yeah, just sort of messing up the controls and not kind of doing it right. And it's, um, yeah, it's really good. And I think you get a certain amount of money when you complete a series of mini games, and then you can use that to spend on. Uh, what sort of things can you buy on there? There's a little shop. Uh, you know, various. I think you can get new mini games, uh, some of the music, which is quite useful because I can't really find that music anywhere online. So I'm going to just rec- <laughs> buy it through the shop and then record the the game to put in the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's a small simple game. I I think I've now run out of things to say about it really. But it, yeah, I mean, into yeah, I I did think I was a bit apprehensive about choosing it because I thought. There is it. There's not a lot of depth to it, but no, I think but it's okay. got what it lacks in depth. It makes for up for in charm. I think. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, it's um. If one, I wouldn't suggest you spend a lot, awful lot of money on it because it won't last you that long. But no, no. Oh, there was a creator level mode, wasn't there? I didn't Did try. try I didn't get round to trying. That. It's quite simple as you would expect. Uh, it kind of it's sort of harks back to what we were saying last month actually about the the Micro Machines ninety six one. It's mm. um it's kind of vaguely similar, but you kind of you just got a, a grid and you just lay down various obstacles. And I think I'm not sure what the objective was. I think you've either got to get to the end in a time or or deal with all of those obstacles within a certain time. Um, and there's things like there's like a whack-a-mole things where there's you've just got to cr- crush your digger down on the on the whack-a-moles as they come up. There's like portaloos where you can just knock them over barrels, uh, things like that. And you just lay them down wherever you want in a grid. That's all there is to it, really. But oh, that's plenty good fun. Yeah, I think it's just a little extra thing they threw probably threw in there for the port. I'd imagine. I don't. I wouldn't have thought that would be in the arcade original, but. Whoever gets bored of knocking over Portaloos with a, a JCB digger is bored of life. That's what I always think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a lot else to say about it. Really, it's no. quite quite sort of nice, funky music in the background. Just kind of kept kept things. Yeah, kept things I like I like the little foreman character, the little boss character. He's like a yeah. just mm. like a sphere with a big gob, little moustache. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. that's... <laughs> I feel like we've wrapped this game up far earlier than any other of our games, but I mean, um, 
that's really all there is to say about it. It's quite a simple, fun little game. I'd recommend it. It's just it a simple, fun can, little game. Yeah, I mean, if you can find it for cheap, or if you can emulate it or something, you know, it's um, it's worth a little play. Especially if you've got a load of friends around. It's a good like party game, really. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I wouldn't buy the the three hundred pound controller for. Probably it. not. No, unless you're really, really into diggers. Um, but even if you are, there's probably better ways of simulating the use of a digger. Yeah. I would have thought. I do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, you know, it's there. If you want to spend £300 for it, you, you can. Um, or, you know, if you want us to do the hard work, you could buy it and donate it to us. Mm. And then and we'll we tell could, you what it's like. We'll tell you mm. what it's like. You know, that's always an option. It is an option. Yeah, with all donations appreciated. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next month we're going to do something a little bit special. We've got a wrestling special. Oh, yeah. Christmas. Remember in our very first episode I said we should do a wrestling special. Yeah. 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 So we're going to do it. We're finally going to do it. Uh, sort of vaguely aligned with WrestleMania this year, I think. Uh, might be a little bit late on it, but, you know, whatever. It's one of those things. So we're each going to pick uh, a wrestling game to play. So we're going to play two games next month. We are. Um, doesn't have to be WWF specific. It could be any any sort of wrestling game whatsoever. So what what you, what have you picked? What are you gonna, what are we going to go for? Well, are you, I don't think you're going to have this game, so it's okay. going to require a purchase. I was going to pick Fire Pro World. Okay. Um, is that the, is that a new? Yes. One? Yes, like a re, like a. Yes, I think I've have I seen this. I think I have. Yeah, you probably have. It's kind of it's like um, sort of two D isometric ring, um, two sort of sprites characters. Yeah. It's about twenty quid. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No, that will cool. be my choice. Then. Fire Pro World. Okay. Cool. So that's like based on the old Fire Pro Wrestling games, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh yeah it's the 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 latest in the the Fire Pro Wrestling series. Mm. Yeah, I think I've seen that somewhere. Cool. Yeah, I've never played the Fire Pro Wrestling one game, so that's um, ah good good. That should be a good good experience. Okay, so in that case, I I came I had two picks in mind, and depending on whether you would go for a WWF slash E one or not. So because you haven't, I'm going to go for my WWF choice, which is what some people call the greatest wrestling game of all time. Actually, WWF No Mercy. I knew it was sixty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've mentioned it before on a previous show. As much as I have it, I bought it at the time. But it had that bug in it where it would randomly erase your created character. Oh, yeah. And it just put me off then. As soon as that started happening, I just didn't play it again. And apparently I've been missing out because it's supposed to be a really, really good wrestling game. I thought you would pick that. Yeah. And that's kind of why I did a non-WWE yeah. one. Because my WWE one was going to be um, Smackdown, Shut Your Mouth. Okay. Uh, for PS2. But I know I everyone goes on about No Mercy. Like it's they the, do. Like the like greatest the gift to yeah. wrestling, yeah. And I've never really given it a proper shot, so no, I it'd be nice to, to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, cool. So that's okay. That'd be good then, because we're both coming at it from this, about the same angle, really. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. That's our two two wrestling games then. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be quite a good show, I think. Yeah, I'm going to try and sneak some classic WWF entrance music into the uh, into the show next month. So uh, listen out for that. I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a twitter account i follow and I, I think i probably like them sometimes you may have seen some of it that's 90s wwe or F. yeah uh and it, it's just some great like really funny like tweets and like images and things i'd highly recommend that i think it's 90s wwe or something or f or something like that yeah check it out do you, do you watch much modern wrestling uh, no no i i i got into wrestling in general in 1999 and I stayed with it until about 2006, when I mainly when I went to uni, and I couldn't watch it so much anymore. And I just sort of lost touch with it within a couple of years after that. And I haven't really seen much of it since then. Guess I, I I'm kind of I'm not really a fan of modern wrestling very much. No, no, it doesn't look very good. No, it's kind of yeah, it's not it's not really it's a bit like wacky, anything. isn't it? It's going a bit sort of over the top. Yeah. Much, you know, and you know, arguably, what the wrestling we watched was fairly over the top. But this seems, I know, but over the, the top the, in a different way. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, the wrestling we watched was over the top. But you know, I don't know. There was just something a bit, not necessarily believable, but 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. But I yeah. just can't. I can't get behind. You know. Do you ever listen to um, Jim Cornette's podcast? I don't know. <laughs> he hates modern wrestling. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> is it like li- listening to Jim Cornette moan about modern wrestling is more entertaining to me than actual modern wrestling? Now it's fantastic. But um, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, we can we can we can reminisce about yeah the, we can the good do, old days we of can wrestling. Do all that. Yeah, we'll have a little segment about that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So uh, yeah, listen out for that. You can catch us on all uh, clients apart from Google Podcasts, which I'm still struggling with. Yeah. Um, I do have an idea though. I might, I've, I might have an idea that might fix it. So oh, I'll, I'll have a go at that when I get around to it. Um, but yeah, we are Pod'em'Up. You can uh, email us, pod'em'up at gmail.com. We're at Pod'em'Up on Twitter. And um, uh, there's always one I forget. Pod'em'Up.live. Pod'em'Up.live is it's always that one, isn't it? Why, do, <laughs> why can I do the first two and I never can do the last one? It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, while I was saying that, I thought, I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get it this time. No, I didn't. Spotmark.live is our little website which holds all of our past episodes which you can peruse at your leisure. So, um, yeah, we'll see you then. Yeah. Uh, have a good one and a happy one. And, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Tension, 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 tension,